0: Hello and welcome. This is Friend Request. I'm your host Justin Lamb and this is the Summer Series Personal Journal. This is part 3 of 3 on making friends at 40 and this week we are talking about doing it old school, the way we all learned how to make friends to begin with. No, I'm not talking about your parents friends kids. That's a weird sentence. I'm talking about going to school. You and I- Thoughts common, my request is sent. would you like to be my friend would you like to be my friend? so for those of the you uh, I can't talk but that's fine for those of you keeping track I have been in school for about 12 years now God that's crazy <laughs> um, I graduated high school and then I waited about 10 years to go to college and I went to community college and I got an associates and then I just kept going to community college in order to defer my student loans until I finally decided I want to be a therapist in which case I had to finally finish my bachelor's degree so I switched over to a university and shortly thereafter started a master's program which is what I'm in right now. So you would think um, at this point Making friends in school should be the easiest thing in the world. First of all, this is how we all start, right? This is kindergarten, first grade, you know, elementary school. There's all these kids and you're just with them uh, all the time for years. Usually you're all in the same school, uh, same classrooms, years and years. And you are putting activities together. You're on the playground together. This is where we learn to make friends. This is where we learn what we do and don't like about people. This is like, even at that age when you can't even really identify it, you're still like, Oh, me and this kid, you know, we both like Ninja turtles, but you know, Billy plays with hot wheels. So fuck Billy. Like that's just like, we, we learn these things before we even realize that we are, we are making those choices and that's how we make friends. And the cycle continues throughout junior high and high school and for many people um like 30% of people 35 I forget the exact numbers uh that continues in your early 20s in college and then you get a job and make friends at work and this is all you're just put in these social environments and that's where you learn to make friends that's where you have small conversations that Help you pick up on like, oh, similar interests. Or maybe you just fucking vibe with somebody and, and you want to explore that or whatever that looks like. This is how we learn to make friends. so you would think, all that said, 12 years of experience in school as an adult, uh, it, I should be the fucking prom king at this point, right? Jesus Christ, that's so long. I can't believe I just figured that out. So n- not true, right? And and some of that is explainable. I mean, um we can go back in time and we can look at what I thought of myself, right? I wasn't out there making friends with people when I thought um that I was a worthless piece of shit. Uh and then I also wasn't making friends with people. This is a this is a weird contradictory thing, but even though I had like no value for myself, at 28, when I was at community college, I'm also not looking to, like, make friends with an 18-year-old. At 28, I'm like, you're literally a child. Um, and then then some of that just changes as I get older, too, because then it goes from you're literally a child to, like, I could literally, I'm going to keep saying it because I mean it literally, uh, I could literally be your parent, you know, in undergrad, before I started my master's program, I was in classes with people who, like, I have friends with older kids. I could have I had a kid when I was 19 and then been in class with them in my undergrad. Um, so, age definitely plays a factor, and, and age is a bunch of stuff, right? Age encompasses, um, your interests, your energy levels, your, uh, so much stuff is is kind of revolves around your age. And that's true for a lot of things, not everything, but, but a lot of things. And why one of my favorite shows ever, um, community, you know, the group, the main group of people in that is such a various, uh, group of people. As far as age goes, you have, Chevy Chase's character who's, who's in his, I don't know, seventies at that point, um, maybe older. And then you have Annie Edison, uh, Alison Breeze character who's supposed to be playing like an 18 year old, 19 year old alongside Troy, um, Donald Glover. So the ages varied and I liked that show a lot. And when I was at community college and that show was on, I was like, I want this, I want this. And I could never make it happen. Biggest regret. Anyway, um, but there, you know, that was always an issue. And even later, so when I decided to be a therapist, there was some classes I had to finish at community college to transfer them to a uh, university because it's much cheaper to do them at a community college, like a uh, math class or something. So one of those, I met somebody that We were always like the first done with our tests. We were always like best grades in the class. And those are the people I started gravitating to uh, at some point when I realized like, oh, I'm better at school than other people. And I don't mean that to sound as cocky as it just did in my head Um, or maybe to you too. But I mean, factually, it's been true for most of my academic career as an adult. Not true at all. Uh, I might have been the worst in the class. In high school, but as an adult, I've been the top of top of my class, and that's just that's how I operate. And I then I find myself gravitating towards people that operate at that same level. Um, because otherwise, I feel like other people are gonna just distract me and pull me backwards to where I used to be, and I don't want that. And I get concerned that I don't have the amount of control over resisting that that I would like. But anyway, so in that algebra class or, uh, God, what was that? Statistics. It might've been statistics. doesn't matter. In that math class, there was a girl that was doing better than everyone else. Um, when, like I said, we were always the first ones done and everything. So I reached out to her and, uh, there it was, it was weird cause, and she's been on the show. Um, shout out to you, to Mackenzie. I interviewed Mackenzie and it was, I really enjoyed the interview cause you get this perspective of like, this is an 18 year old right now, which is interesting to hear from as, as an adult. And I think as we get older, we continue to like dismiss younger people, um, and lose sight of all the feelings and emotions and experiences that we had at that age that were so critical to who we are today. Uh, so that was really cool to talk to Mackenzie, but like, there was a level of creepiness that I felt that I really couldn't like get around um because you know like what if we were to go grab coffee or something I feel like it would just be like this old man and this young girl and like there's nothing creepy going on but it's still like creepy and we both had like weird sense of humor and so Uh, like if anything went in any direction that felt kind of creepy, it felt extra creepy, you know, um, if that made any sense, but so age, like has played a factor and that continues to play a factor. Even, even in my master's program, there's people that are like fresh out of their undergrad that are, you know, 22, 23, 24. And even if we have stuff in common, it's hard for me to get around the age thing. Um, not from a professional standpoint, like we can have an academic relationship we're both going into this field. Like you can refer clients to me. I can refer clients to you. We can have this professional relationship, but from an aspect of like trying to make friends with somebody, I don't know if as, as a 40 year old, like guy without kids, I don't know if I want to go down the road of like having a social life that involves 23 year olds that like I would assume want to go out and uh, also have like thoughts and opinions on things that I have probably never heard of because I lean heavy into, <laughs> into like avoiding some of the new shit that's that's around and even just last night uh, my wife brought up 9-11 and I was like isn't that crazy that that was 22 years ago and like that's fucking nuts but then i thought like well i guess world war ii ended in 1945 so that like 1967 when like some of the best classic rock we listened to right when those bands were around and summer love was like two years away that was 22 years after world war ii so imagine like if we look at people with this naivete that like Oh, I can't believe you don't like think about 9-11 when something happened. whatever that looks like, because it was such an impactful thing for our generation. What did our parents or rather our grandparents? What did our grandparents think when (laughs) they're they're like World War Two doesn't seem that long ago. And that was fucking crazy and fucked up. And you just see these people that are just wearing flower dresses and, and fucking in fields and making music that's anti-establishment and they're like wait what i thought we loved america um it's weird time is weird age is weird generations are weird uh and then the further removed we get from it the more we find out that like oh everyone's having the same experiences you know like on a psychological level everyone's having the same experiences and and those ebb and flow from generation to generation. Like right now, you know, bullying and body image. uh, Those are things that kids uh, are right now are facing in in a level that probably have never been faced before. Uh, But it's then also our parents faced cold war shit that we've never really like had to think about, you know, there's apples and oranges, but at the same time, like, we all have our trauma, right? Um, I really went off on a tangent there. So age has played a factor. Uh, in addition to that, I, I don't know how to approach people. Like I I've never been good at approaching people. It's just something that like, what do you, it's coming up to someone and being like, Hey, you want to hang out after class? like just saying it now seems normal, but thinking about doing it, it just, it, it, it's, it feels a little weird. Um, <laughs> so that's, that's also been an obstacle. And then there's, I mean, there's a ratio problem with my, I mean, there's a ratio problem in the entire field of therapy, but that, you know, mirrors the program where it's 75, 80% women. And then I come to find out through casual conversation that even though I don't, this, this is changing. So it's difficult for me to say the same thing, even though I don't know if I feel it entirely anymore, but people view me, people that, especially people that do not know me view me as a uh, highly confident. Um, and I suppose I present that way. I'm, with a joke or to light up your smoke that's from a song but i am i I like participating in class and making jokes and um i like asking about people and just like i'm not i'm not afraid of that stuff and i don't think i have ever really been in the classroom setting, especially, and I guess in a work setting, but even like peak hating myself, that's how I was acting. So it's difficult for me to hear people be like, they, you know, view that as confidence. Oh, you're confident person. I was like, I I am. And now I'm thinking like, I don't, maybe I am. Um, It's really, it's really, really hard to change the narrative That you have about yourself, even like, even if you know it, it isn't true anymore, right? Whatever that looks like, um, whether it's something minor or something really made like you used to just fucking hurt people and you're not that person anymore or whatever that, whatever it looks like, you can say things all day long, but then really believing That like you are not the person you used to be in whatever capacity that applies to you is such a weird and difficult thing to do. And I think that's something I'm struggling with is like, I, I love myself. I know the value that I have. I am worthy of so many great things. Those are all statements that I did not believe at all, you know, even a few years ago. But now when I put other people in that context, it's hard for me to have that same confidence about myself, almost like I'm comparing without comparing. I don't know if that makes any sense, but so with that, I still, part of me is still this, you know, 11 year old sixth grader who's relatively sure that everybody in the fucking school hates him and making fun of him. And so like coming up to someone and seeing if they want to like be my friend, the rejection that could come with that is almost not worth the effort of like seeing what would happen because rejection sucks. And like, it's really easy for me to get in my head about it and start drawing conclusions and like get just get like now I'm pissed off at this person. Cause they didn't like text me back. Meanwhile, like I've never, we never hung out. Why do I, why am I putting so much stock into this? That's what I do. So that's been difficult. So let me tell you what's worked we've talked about a lot of things that seem to be barriers. Um, Here's what has worked for me and I think has really cemented a great methodology for for making friends in school uh, is going back to what I said. Like the people that are like perform well, the people that are doing like extracurricular stuff at this point, like I can recognize passion about something in someone else. I don't know if that's because of the interviews. I don't know if it's because of my own passion. Um, I don't, it doesn't matter where it comes from. I can recognize that in other people. And when I see other people that are also passionate about this program and passionate about helping other people through therapy and people that might with the proper resources, like try to research. In answer to a random question they've come up with. Like I did when I was wondering about like men in therapy, that sort of thing. Like if I can see that in somebody a, like I know they are a decent or great student because that's kind of the foundation there. Right. And then B they have like a, they have a passion. I, I want to be around other people that have passions. It's so fucking important. Um, you know, whether it's creativity, well, I think it's all creativity, but like whatever form that takes, you know, whether it's music or writing or research or whatever that looks like, that passion is such a admirable quality. And I think you really need to feed that flame with other people that have passions that they are also pursuing. So when I spot that, um, or I feel like there's a like mutually beneficial, you know, networking or academic connection. I try to reach out to those people and maybe that's, you know, go into a conference together or grabbing coffee um, before class or something and all that stuff. And that's been good. You know, it's, it's yielded some results and it's funny cause I don't know what I'm looking for, I guess, like, I'm not looking for, uh, you know, a tight click of 10 people that I am hanging out with every day. And when I think about my schedule and the stuff that I like to get done and the stuff that I want to get done, I don't have time to hang out with people every day. Sometimes like I don't have time to hang out with someone once a week and Somewhere in my brain though, I think the expectation I still have this like weird high school expectation of friendship. Like, yeah, we're going to be best buddies and come over to each other's houses unannounced and like hang out, you know, 5 times a week and watch 3 movies a week and it's like, what? That is unrealistic. What the what am I actually looking for here? <laughs> And this goes for all of these episodes, you know, Bumble and Instagram and now school or any other avenue, really. Do I actually know what I'm looking for? And I think the idea for me is that these great friendships are built on these foundations that I view as those high school foundations right? Like these best friends might only hang out two, three times a month, but you know, back in the day they used to hang out five, six times a week, show up unannounced, just like do shit together all the time. Um, and when we get older, that's not really possible. And especially, you know, I'm in a fucking relationship and I think, both me and Erica would struggle with me spending more time with someone like any one person more than I, more than I'm like spending time with, um, with my wife. Cause I don't have enough free time to divide that up to where <laughs> that's going to come out in the positives anyhow. But so I, I don't, I don't, so I don't know what I'm looking for. And The few few friends that I've made in school, some like, it's all great. Like it's all, it's all really good. Um, you know, if we want to use the term friend loosely and whether you call it an acquaintance or whatever that looks like, these are all great people. I'm so fortunate to know. And I think we could like have amazing relationships going forward being in the same field, being able to support each other, understand struggles that other people might not because they don't deal with the same shit. And then, you know, professionally we can do referrals, we can discuss cases. And then like that commonality could possibly create the foundation that I'm seeking. And I'm, I'm realizing that as I'm talking right now, and it's really funny because I keep trying to force more. I think that's part of the issue there. But then, like I kind of alluded to some people, it, it just fizzles out. And then I'm like, why the fuck aren't they reaching out to me? It's like, you guys like hung out once, What? maybe it wasn't, maybe it wasn't a connection for them. And that's okay. Quit fucking worrying about it. The other, like, the only other thing that I will say, because I feel like I've been rambling for fucking ever, um, is (laughs) I am in a program with a bunch of people that are all going to do a version of the same job, which is be a therapist, whether that be in a school or private practice or clinic, whatever that looks like. So sometimes hanging out, getting coffee or whatever that looks like can turn into a pseudo therapy session. And that's something I've been hyper aware of and, you know, going back to like Brené Brown and talking about vulnerability and how, if you're like dumping all, if you're emptying your purse on the table on day one. That's not vulnerability. That's uh, this smash and grab, like I want to build this connection as quickly as possible. And it it doesn't fucking work and it doesn't last. And you can get that from a lot of people in this program. I had a therapist once tell me before I started this program, she's like, you're going to find out that there's two people in this program. There's two people that go into the program to become a counselor there's the people that are going into it because they're going to be a therapist. They're going to be a counselor. They're going to be, that's what they want to do. And there's people that are going into it because they need a therapist and they need a counselor. And the longer I'm in this program, the more I really start to see those people. And some of them are, are, you know, still good, good hangs, but, you really gotta make sure that you have fucking boundaries in place and be aware of how much uh, they're giving you and how much you're giving them and it really feels like a balancing act. So what have we learned? I don't know, probably nothing, but this is technically a personal journal, right? So it's not about you. God, fuck you, Tim. Um, so that's it. I hope you guys are enjoying this series. Um, I've had a couple much less than normal, but which is fine, but a couple people reach out, um, about a couple of these episodes and that, that I think means extra to me because this is all about the shit that I'm doing and I'm going through. Um, there's only a few weeks left before season five starts, which is nuts. So if there is a topic that, uh, I got, you know, I got a few in the chamber, but if there's a topic you guys would like me to talk about or address, um, feel free to ask, let me know, message me. Cause if you're listening to this right now at this very end of the episode, uh, of a summer series, that's a personal journal, you are a true fan and you probably have a much better finger on the pulse of, what people would want to hear. So tell me what do people want to hear in regards to the personal journal summer series. All right. Bye-bye. I love you. Here's the theme song just for, just for fun. You and I have lots in common. My request is sent. Would you like to be my friend? Would you like to be my friend?